Steam locomotives were some of the most powerful machines ever built. They pulled trains that fueled our imagination. They represented vision, collaboration, ingenuity, customer service, and extraordinary human achievement. But in order to get to their destination, it took someone guiding them through a series of switches in order to get to the main line. Just like leaders today, it takes someone directing them down the right path in order to get to their destination. Welcome to Mainline Executive Coaching ACT, which stands for and Cultural Transformation, hosted by Master Certified Intelligent Leadership Executive Coaches, Michael Bailey and Rich Barron. With over 50 years of successful cultural transformation and quantum leadership development between them. Once again, thanks for joining us and enjoy today's show. All right, then here we go. Welcome to Mainline Executive Coaching ACT. I'm here today with my partner, Rich Barron. I'm Michael Bailey. Mainline Executive Coaching ACT, ACT and Cultural Transformation. It sounds so simple, doesn't it? <laughs> Just snap your fingers and it's all change magically <laughs> yeah it's just act three three you know three letters no 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 biggie it, it's so simple <laughs> but it's not if you've ever done it, it is like ugh. okay so and also we are we are mainline leaders here's here's what we're going to be doing today we are going to be talking about why executive coaching boy we don't really like that particular term if you want another term we're not really crazy about executive coaching what we really are is what we call quantum leadership development very different spin on the whole thing may sound similar but it is actually very 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 different and uh, we're gonna be looking at that and we're gonna be talking about what it is that we do and here's the take on it we will tell you things that they won't tell you meaning the people at work your boss people you you uh you supervise even your family and friends they will they won't tell you these things and we will tell you it's the tough things, the difficult things, but it's also the things that they may not see, that they just may not get. So let's start there. We're going to tell you things that other people won't. So, Rich, let's start. What's your, what's your take on what we've got going on here today? Honesty. Being honest. Uh, you know, and I don't want to use the term brutally honest because I think being brutally honest and honest are, are two different terms. It's now, being honest takes respect, takes finesse, takes skill, takes talent and understanding how to have those difficult conversations. Uh, you know, let's face it. When, you know, we talk about executive coaching. Now, just that term executive coaching, we're, you're dealing with a different breed of people. And typically these are type A personality individuals. Uh, you know, they've amassed power. They enjoy privilege. They've demanded respect. They've built a career on managing others. They've got a long ways up that, that ladder. And having those, 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 I shouldn't say brutal, though having those honest conversations is what we're talking about, the ability to do that. And it comes, it, it's both ways. So tell me, Michael, you, you've, you've talked a lot about this. Why is it both ways? Why is, is it difficult as a leader, to accept that honesty. <laughs> Here's one of the things that's really interesting and fun 
working with leaders. Some leaders, as they as you start to get to know them, you're getting into that coaching saddle or the preferably of saying that uh, leadership development saddle. Um, what they want to do is they want to give you assignments. They want to give you, the person that's helping them develop their leadership, they want to give you assignments. Why do they do that? It's very curious. The first time I heard something, well, would you go look this up for me? Would you send me some? <laughs> no, I, I don't do that. You are the one who does that. And so it was just, they're, they're used to making assignments. They're used to delegating. And that's not how this works. This is a, this is a very different kind of relationship. One of the things I know about this is, is one of the things that helps us get to know you as a leader is not only our background, we've worked with a lot of people, a lot of different leaders, people in leadership positions and all that stuff. So this isn't like they say, this isn't our first rodeo by any means. Um, that's one of the things that, cause we've been down the road a lot. The other things, thing is this, that we have assessments. So it's not just our opinion. We're not just kind of intuited this or observing. We have assessments and from those assessments, we get a pretty good read on who an individual is and how they're going to, you know, which ways they're going to play in terms of strengths or where they're going to fall apart. So that helps us a whole lot. So one of the things that I've noticed, Rich, is this, that when that leader or that person in that leadership position really gets, really gets a couple of things. One, that you understand them, that you really understand them. Yes. After you unpack one of these, uh, one of these surveys that we have people do and they get, and they give you this kind of a comment. Wow. You really do know me, don't you? Or have you been talking to my wife? <laughs> or another one is, have you been looking in my window at home? <laughs> because they can be so accurate. They can be so, man, just right on. And so that takes them a little bit by surprise. So one, you understand them, truly understand them. Secondly, you're not there to judge them. No. You're not there to to say, okay, this is, you know, blah, blah, blah. That you you are actually just accepting them for who they are. Straight on. Greats, not so greats, things that they trip themselves up on, all that kind of stuff. You're just there and you're accepting them where they are and who they are with this commitment to help them go forward. Once they get that, that you that you and so you care. In other words, you care. You understand them, you're not gonna judge them and you care, everything changes. Because at that moment, they realize, I don't know anybody in my life who really knows me, who doesn't want to judge me or put me down or put me in some sort of position, and somebody who genuinely cares about me. When you set those three up, a very interesting thing happens, and that's this. They listen. All the defenses start lowering, they start dropping away, and they just listen. These people who are in these positions tend to be very bright, tend to be very talented, very experienced. They didn't get there. I want to say they didn't get there by luck. Some, some did. Some got there kind of by luck, you know, that whatever it is. But the ones that have earned their way up the ladder, they earned their way up the ladder. So they've got some real experience, not only in terms of being a leader, but also life experiences. Right. So, so when you're talking to them in an honest, candid way, upfront, you know, telling them the blatant truth about this or about that. They, they've heard it before. They, they've had their feathers ruffled. They've fallen out of the, the saddle a number of times. They've got a few bumps and scuffs along the way. So as long as you're being, you know, that kind of a person to help them, they're pretty cool about it, genuinely. You know, they're right. pretty cool about it. 
Well, and here's the thing, Michael, we're not sitting down with a bunch of tarot cards and a crystal ball mm -hmm. and, and telling them, you know, all about themselves. These are come from a series of assessments that really complement each other and are very accurate. They, you know, one after another, really going to, you know, going to build on the previous assessment to, you know, prove that what you did before and the next assessment, and then that 360 assessment that's coming from your, your stakeholders, right. you know, and they're putting in this, this information anonymously. We're simply helping you understand the information that's coming to you. Now, at that point, you know, that those are difficult. To, there's, there's some things that are going to come out of those that may be difficult to understand, difficult to swallow. Uh, a, a bruise to your pride and, and ego, but we had one of those. Remember, not too long ago. Yes. Oh, abs absolutely. Uh, yeah, absolutely. This guy yeah. really high scores. He's an amazingly high score. Taking a look at it, and said, you know, I think there is an area that he has that he has a, a tough time with. Yeah, I think he does. There's this. Yep. There's, there's as we looked at the assessment. There's an area that he has a tough time with, and he was one of those guys. We, I think we even talked a little bit about this particular fellow, but. You know, he had this kind of sense of, I wouldn't say entitlement, but it's kind of a sense of I'm owed because he'd done a lot of stuff and he'd worked really hard and he'd helped out a lot of people, but he never quite got to the point of really moving up the ladder. Right. And so he was kind of touchy about that whole area. And as we started laying that out for him to see, this is what you got all these great strengths, great stuff going on here. This is one of those places where you sabotage yourself and you probably don't even know it. You, you don't even realize it. Maybe, maybe it was more like a derailer yeah. than a sabotage. It's a, de a derailer, another way of saying that. Right. And he had a tough time. There was a he, moment. He did. There was, it was like someone flipped the switch at one point. Yeah. And so backing it, off, backing it off and say, well, let's take a look at it another way, you know, and then helping him move into that place of him finally saying, yeah, that is true. That that has happened to me. That is exactly what happened to me. And see, that's one of the things that I think we can talk about here in, in this is that there are some people that you work with. Um, they don't want to tell you your strengths. They know you have these strengths, but they don't want to tell you because they don't want to give you any kind of edge. There are those people that can see your your weaknesses or your derailers, those gaps. And they may not want to say it because they don't want to hurt your feelings. You know, they don't right. want you to feel bad, right? And so they got these two things that are going on. You got the stuff that's great about you, the stuff that's not so great about you. People are hesitant to talk to you about. Yeah. And so you know, you put them in a corner of damned if you do and damned if you don't. Yeah. You know, that brings that's an interesting point right there, Michael. We've talked about this in the past. The difference between internal coaching, internal leadership developers versus external those internal and there's don't don't get me wrong because we know a lot of very very good um coaches that are internal coaches actually work for the company they're 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 developing but that's just where the problem lies they work for these people their employees are on the payroll and it's going to be awfully difficult to have to be you know honest and have those type of real conversations based on these assessments with your boss with or someone that's above him even whereas being an external coach 
you don't have a dog in the race. You know, there's, you don't have, it's, it's not a dog and pony show at that point. It is simply about, we want to help you succeed. And that's where I think initially when, when, before you even get going, you have this meeting that you really set down these rules of engagement. This is what it's going to be. Are you ready? You know, this reminds me of, this just occurred to me. Yeah. Remember the, the movie City Slickers? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. This is what it reminds me of. You got these guys. They're on they're in little, their own little group right here, you know, and they're they're figuring out things about their, their wives and their girlfriends and all that stuff. They're kind of that closed group of figuring stuff out. Then there's the guy who runs the ranch, and he just wants to make it sure everybody's happy, right? That's kind of like that internal coach in some ways. Want to make sure everybody's happy, but there's still the groups that are figuring out what's going on. Yeah. And that means Curly. <laughs> the guy who's going to just tell you what it is and really take a look at it you know there's a certain amount of you know he's pushing the guys he's and he's pushing their buttons because he kind of enjoys pushing their buttons right but when you take back take a look at what he was really doing he actually cared he was actually watching them he actually yeah. understood them better than they understood themselves and certainly the guy who ran the ranch he didn't have any interest in understanding them he just wanted to, and I don't mean about executive coaches that are internal, but there's somebody that just, they're, they're more about interested in the organization of everything working really well, rather than you, the individual. And Curly just had that way of honing in on people and just saying things to them, kind of got their dandered up or made them go do things that they were really scared to do and they didn't really want to do, but they did it anyway. But in the end, he had some messages, you know, that were really important that they needed to hear. He was that tough guy in some way, didn't care about hurting their feelings, but he didn't mean to hurt their feelings either. He was just, just going to tell it to them straight. Right. Yeah. Part of that, too, you know, is, is telling them where they do well. You got some great strengths here. Sure. Let's build on those. Absolutely. You got to build on them. That's exactly right. That's exactly you know, here's one of the things, too. We, we talk to people all the time who really like Stephen Covey, the mm -hmm. seven habits, uh, you know, of highly effective people. And one of the things that he talks about in there is sharpening the saw, continual education, continually improving yourself. We all have room for improvement. We all learn and can learn continuously. You know, there, it doesn't reach a point where we're tapped out in, in our knowledge or our, our skills or our abilities to work within our organization or work with the people, you know, the, and, and help develop them. You know, how can I help develop the people around me? That's, is, is, that's really what a leader is. A leader is, there's a, there's a certain responsibility and privilege to being a leader because you hold a lot of people's careers in your hands. You really do. You really do. And so how are you gonna help them build? You know it all, or you know someone's just gonna walk up to you and say, "I need this," and it's gonna pop out of some memory somewhere, and you're gonna, you know, be able to give them that. Well, no, it's it's not. It's continuous improvement, continually improving yourself, and that just doesn't mean for your organization. If you can continually improve yourself, then your organization's gonna continually improve. And you can't help other, you can't help other people learn how to swim when you're drowning. Oh no, no. That's a, that's a big notion, working with this one fellow who's, who's just been drowning for a long time and just 
working and get them on top of the water. Get on top of the water. Here's what you're doing to blow it up. Here's what you're doing. You're not kidding. Let's just take a look at been some very tough conversations that yeah. we've had, you know, over a period of time. Interesting, though, those little incremental changes, that's where this whole thing we talk about quantum leadership development. You know, we take a little piece wherever you are, we're going to start developing that out for you. Then this idea of Bayesian statistics, we don't change overnight. We change yeah. gradually, you know, a little bit at a time. That's what we're doing here by falling and, you know, getting up again and going and doing it again and again. That's what we're really doing here. That after a while, he actually turned this corner. It, it's, it's an amazing thing that happens. Some point, you just pop above the line. You're no longer underwater. You pop above the line. Now, his interest really is, and he said, oh, I just want to help make people develop them. Now, he's actually in a place where he can help them develop, help yeah. them grow in the positions, help them grow in terms of their career development. But if you're below the line and you're drowning and you're already overwhelmed, you cannot help anybody until you first help yourself. That's, oh, exactly. That's where we can help you get above the line, get above the drowning. You know, I got, I got to, you know, and a lot of it is, is seeing that potential, you know, even if you're having a hard time and seeing that potential. And I got a great example uh, for this. My boy um, is quite the baseball player. Now he's, he's a pitcher. He's uh, doing well. He's got been in talks with the, you know, some different universities and colleges and their baseball programs about playing for him. He's a senior this year. And so he was invited uh, to go to uh, this prospect camp. Uh, you know, we've been to several of these and talked to several coaches, but this one was held last Saturday in Park City, Utah. Okay. We had, there was the representatives from five different universities that came. He was invited to be there to have these coaches look at him. And it was cold. Oh my gosh, it was cold. You know, they were up there in the morning. It was, it was raining. It was, you know, 41 degrees. I think it, you know, and it got even colder than that. Uh, if grass was wet, the pitching mounds were wet, you know, and the bullpen, they, where they were doing this, it was mud. And uh, here's the thing. I got to tell you, not one of those kids was on their best game that day. Not one of them. And the coaches knew that. They knew there's no way you're going to see top performance out of these kids. The one thing they're they looking for, and I was, I was standing just on the other side of the fence when my, my boy was throwing. And, and he, he does very well, you know, and he, he did great that day, but he kept saying, I'm sliding, you know. And uh, he would kind of say to the side of me, you know, I can't, I'm sliding. When he lifted his feet up to, you know, uh, pitch and drive toward the mound there'd be an inch of mud on the bottom of his cleats you know and it was the ball was wet not one of these kids could do what they normally do and some of them were very discouraged but it was the ones who had been through these camps before and understood that the coaches aren't looking for your performance that day although that's part of it yeah they're recording some of the things you do but they're looking for how you carry yourself how you interact with the other kids around you, you know, how, you know, when you're warming up, are you, you know, do you, do you work as a team? Do you get along with the people? How do you carry yourself do you, in, in such a situation? And they, all those coaches knew it. They were freezing just like you were, you know, all these guys out there wrapped up in, you know, blankets coming from, you know, warm environments. I'm sure they thought they'd, you know, 
come to the depths of hell because it was it was cold. It was hard. It was not baseball weather at all. And, uh, you know, a lot of these kids really held themselves well. Now, some of these kids are, you know, very they're outstanding baseball players. They've made a name for themselves already to be invited to some of these camps. And they want to see you next. And, you know, this today, uh, you know, I was talking to my son on the way home. They're not they're not looking at your best performance today. They know you. they didn't get it from you. They know there's no way in the world they were going to get that from you. They were watching how you carried yourself. They were seeing, you know, looking at you as a person. What's your potential? Is this kid, you know, come out here? Is he whining about the weather? Is he, you know, complaining about the situation? Or is he... You know, with some of these other kids that he may not know, some of me knows from from playing each other and how they get along together and how you carry yourself and how you talk to the coaches, everything that all goes into this. They're looking for a kid who can be on their in their program that's going to be a team player for them, that they can develop as a team player. Same thing with what we do. We're not coming in. We know if you're having a hard time that you're not going to be on your best game or other, you know, we see the potentials. We're looking for the potential. And that's what these assessments do. You know, everybody thinks, well, I'm my past performance really speaks for itself. No, it doesn't. Your past performance is, is an obituary what you did in the past. That simply is. I mean, that's just like a resume. It tells me what you did in the past. It doesn't matter. That got you here, but it's not going to get you to the next level. Who you are now as an individual and the potential you have now to turn who you are into future performance like you, you, you talked about. How do you get there? It's by being honest with you. You know, not one of those coaches up there were going to sugarcoat anything that was going on that day because they were miserable as well. They're not going to, you know, give some kid who's up there, you know, whining about the weather and stuff, a big hug and say, you know, here's a cup of hot chocolate. It didn't work that way. You got to dig deep. These and they were looking for the ones that dig deep, can dig down and find who they are. That's Character. who you need to be as a leader. Character. Character, absolutely. Right. You know, right. I, I got to tell you, I was really proud of my boy. He did. He did well. He dug in, and he's done these enough to know what they're looking for. Same with some of his buddies who were there. They've done this enough to know what they're looking for, and they just hold themselves the highest possible standards under the circumstances and go for it. Great stuff for young men. Great stuff for anyone, yeah. anyone who wants to be a leader. That's right. And we can help you. We can help you. All right. Let's wrap it up here. What do you have to say to folks as we sign off here, Rich? We have some new people who are, are been watching our podcast and downloading our episodes in Finland. Finland, uh, you know, so I just want to shout out to you guys. Yeah, we, we watch close where our you know, things are getting downloaded and uh, we appreciate your your support. Appreciate any comments you have. And thank you very much. And I hope you keep hanging in there and download more of our episodes. So once again, come to the end of this. And Michael, you mentioned earlier you had something you wanted to say. I did. I think what, so. What did I want to say about Oh, yes, 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 yes. <laughs> Thanks for reminding me. Yeah. yeah, the whole thing here about this, you know, people oftentimes, they're just not going to tell you. 
what it is that you need to hear. And it's and it's part of it is that they won't. They don't want to hurt your feelings. They don't know how to say it. They don't want to help you out, whatever it is. But the other part of that is this. They can't. They can't tell you. They don't know what they're seeing exactly. They don't, they don't understand exactly what's going on with you as a leader and your potential and the development of that, your leadership capabilities. They, they, they don't know what it is. They don't have the skills. They don't have the background. They don't have that experience. So we will not only tell you because we can see it and we understand it, but we have that ability to bring that out of you in a way that few other people actually can. True. I mean, you may have a great spouse that can say, you know, this is what you're doing. And this, especially guys, if you're a smart guy, you'll listen to your wife. She'll tell you a lot of stuff. Yeah. And do. Don't just listen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and then same thing, gals, you know, I've got a client that her husband is very honest with her, very kind, very loving, but yeah. very honest. The problem with that, they can tell you those things as a spouse. It's different, though, when you're working with somebody who's really helping you develop your leadership and helping you take it, that movement, grow that. It's a completely different experience. So so we will tell you because we know what it is and we will tell you. And because we also can, we can be there. We can help you. All right. Thanks again. Uh, we appreciate you being here today. And thanks again for all your support. And look for us again coming here real quick. Once again, from Mainline Executive Coaching ACT, I'm Rich Barron, partner Michael Bailey. Take care, be safe, and we'll see you again soon. All the best to you, folks. With all of the issues facing leaders and organizations today, you need executive coaching more than ever. Go to our websites, richbarronexecutivecoaching.com or michaelbailey.com. You can also find us both on LinkedIn. Reach out to us and let's sit down and find out just how bright your future can be with executive coaching. We'd also like to thank all of our supporters in over 60 countries and 600 cities worldwide who have helped to make us one of the top executive coaching podcasts in the world. From Rich Barron and Michael Bailey, this is Mainline Executive Coaching ACT. Thank you and take care.